You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And now Semenko out in front of the goal, pounding away at Joe Kocher, who's down on the ice, holding the back of his head. Um, you know, actually, what, what really surprised me, especially with Twitter being like Leaf Nation, was Grimson over Colton Orr. That actually, that voting really surprised me. I didn't think that would happen. Don't forget to catch the Fourth Line Voice podcast wherever you find your podcast, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Mark Bergevin. And everybody goes on and on with the whole PK thing and blah, oh, and he hated him because he doesn't like fun and blah, blah, blah. I have heard from a few people that Mark Bergevin's hilarious. No, this guy was a riot. You know, he would uh, be at the bar and he's like, oh, I just had a penis colada. And the girls would like give a double take and be like, what? He's like, yeah, I had the penis colada. You know, I, it's not bad. You know, it's... Enforcer-based podcasting wherever you get podcasts from. Welcome to New York. The Devil's Devil's State State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! What's going on, Devils fans? It's your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast podcast network the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your new jersey devils thank you guys as always for taking some time out of your busy schedule to take a listen to this episode i do greatly greatly appreciate i hope everybody enjoyed last week's episode when i had a one-on-one interview with the new york islanders tv broadcaster brendan burke and if you haven't listened to that interview go back and listen to that one We have another special guest coming up this next week. So if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, you'll hear it, you know, a week from, you know, the Monday after, and you'll get a chance to listen to who that is. And I'll also make some announcements on Twitter at Devil's State and also on Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. But we always have some great topics to discuss here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And today is certainly no exception. Today, I thought, that we give somewhat of a prospect update. Now, this isn't every single player that the Devils have as a prospect because some players' leagues have not started or or not playing as of right now. But I wanted to talk about the players that are playing at the moment and how they're doing. Now, I will put a disclaimer here and say that that things could have changed uh, from when I got this information until the day you're listening to this episode. So 
please keep that in mind that I may not have the most up-to-date, you know, uh, information for you guys. But nonetheless, we do have a lot of prospects to get to. We have a ton to discuss with these prospects. So without further ado, let's drop the puck. So we're going to go not really by country by country, but we're just going to go in the order that I kind of put my notes together. And we're going to start in Russia because I think out of all the countries over in Europe, Russia has the most doubles prospects. So all of these prospects except one are playing overseas. Uh, and some of them are on loan. Some of them are just playing for the team that they were playing on prior to being drafted by the Devils. And we'll start with defenseman Shakir Muhammad Dulin. Now, again, he is going to be one of the more fascinating prospects for younger Devils fans over the next couple of years because obviously he was somewhat of a controversial pick at number 20 in this past NHL draft. A lot of people didn't think he was a first round, you know, caliber defenseman. But I will say this, I feel that ever since Muhammad Dulin got drafted, he seems to have taken his game to another level. In other words, he has just gotten better, and he's really been able to showcase himself a lot more. And the couple of times that I've actually gotten to see him play, you know, from certain clips that other Devils personnel and fans alike share, you know, you really start to see that this, this kid can be an impactful player on the defense moving forward. And Let's kind of give you an update as to where Muhammad Dulin is at the moment. So he has been a mainstay on his team in the KHL, which is, you know, the top league in Russia and also arguably the second toughest league in hockey and all over the world. He plays for UFA, which is spelled U-F-A, in case anybody wants to look that up. And so far, Muhammad Dulin has played in 24 of the 25 games so far this season. So that clearly shows that the team really likes having him in the lineup. And one of the things that I heard from a lot of people talking about, you know, Shakir is that, you know, for a guy that's not even in his 20s yet, he's already showing a lot of signs of leadership. And I think that that's something that's really key. And he's, you know, being able to be a leader and be accounted on, you know, and the fact that he's still a young player, you know, goes a long way with that. So, that is something that you have to remember. Tom Fitzgerald, the GM of the Devils, said he wanted to create a culture, a winning culture, and bringing in guys that can develop as leaders early on in their career will allow us to continue to build that chemistry and continue to build that culture for many years to come. So far, Muhammad Dulin has two goals and five assists, which puts him in the top 10 in scoring on his team. And as a defenseman, if you're in the top 10, scoring on your team that clearly shows that you're an impactful player not just with other things that go on in the game but certainly on the score sheet and so Muhammad Dulin has done very well I remember one play where he did a great job of you know passing the puck off the boards creating a breakout a two-on-one situation that led to a goal and it all started because Muhammad Dulin got the puck and created the breakout pass and you could see that if Muhammad Dulin could continue to develop his game and translate that to the NHL he could be very, very important, especially when it comes to setting things up on the power play and really putting guys in the best position to score goals. And that's really huge. And going back to what I was saying about being a leader, this is something that you really have to keep your eye on because the Devils are going to have a huge amount of players playing in the 2020-21 World Junior Championships in about a month and a month and change or about a month and a half. And Shakir Mohamedouline is going to be one of those, but what really is going to catch your eye is that he was actually named one of the alternate captains 
for Team Russia. So that's something that's really, really impressive. It really catches your eye and say, wow, you know, the Russian, you know, hockey team really sees that this kid is a leader at his age and a guy that a lot of people are going to be depending on. And I think that that's really, really important to check out. So, so far this season and since, you know, Muhammad Dulina has been associated with the Devils, I think it's safe to say for, from us fans that, you know, this kid has a lot of potential. He needs to obviously build up his game a little bit more, but that's going to take time. And, you know, the Devils are going to give him as much time as he needs. And I think over time, he's going to be a very, very good player on the defensive core moving forward once we continue to become a competitive and eventual Stanley Cup contender. So, Muhammad Dulin has continued to be a pleasant surprise, and I'm excited to see how he continues to progress in the KHL. It's certainly once he gets to the World Junior Championships playing for Russia. Now, another player to discuss it, and look, not every player that we're going to discuss is, you know, from Russia and is playing in that league, but... Here's another guy, centerman Mikhail Moltsev, who actually had some time during the preseason to play. And he actually, if everybody remembers this, I don't know how many people actually remember, but if you go back to this past preseason when the Devils were at Madison Square Garden playing the Rangers, he scored a beautiful, like, behind-the-back breakaway goal where he deked out uh, the Rangers goalie and scored. And that really kind of made Devils fans say, you know, whoa, who's this kid? Where did he come from? Uh, He actually played last year in Binghamton with the Binghamton Devils, and he finished with 11 goals and 10 assists in 49 games. I think that's safe to say that's a pretty consistent good player right there, a guy that could be, you know, really giving us depth down the road. And as of right now, Moltsev is on loan to his former team, which is SKA St. Petersburg, also in the KHL. And SKA St. Petersburg is considered to be one of the top teams in the KHL and also in its history. They've continued to develop a winning culture. They've had tremendously talented players, you know, like former New Jersey Devil Ilya Kovalchuk. I think they had Evgeny Malkin for a little bit. I think they also had Pavel Datsuk as well. So clearly, you know, St. Petersburg has been able to have a lot of the game's best, you know, play for their team and win championships and be considered uh, one of the, you know, basically top teams in that league. And that really, you know, is important for a young player like Moltz said to go to a team that has a winning culture, learn about it, and then bring his insight to the Devils organization and say, when I was at St. Petersburg, we did this, we did this, we did this. And the reason we did those things is because they worked and they helped us become a very cohesive team and a very successful team on the ice. So that's something to, to really you know, keep your eye on, especially moving forward. Now, Moltsev, who has only been on loan for about two or three weeks, he just got back to Russia not too long ago. But he hasn't played that much, primarily because you have to remember, St. Petersburg is a pretty stacked team, and you know it's going to be difficult for Moltsev to get ice. But again, it's still going to be beneficial nonetheless. Through four games, Moltsev has one assist, but he has done something that he really struggled with last year um, in his game, especially for a centerman. This is very critical in that he has really gotten his faceoff percentage up a lot more. So far, he has a 61% success rate at the faceoff dot. Now, the Devils... Had, uh, have had one of the best face-off men in the NHL statistically over the last five to ten years in, in Travis Zajac. He's done a tremendous job, and I don't think a lot of people understand that percentage-wise, Zajac is in the top five. He's that good at it. You saw guys like Nico Hishier and even Jack Hughes, to a lesser extent, definitely improve over time. Moltsev is trying to do that while he's in the KHL, and so far, he has done that. So another young player to 
keep our eye on. And again, you can't have too many centermans, and maybe down the road he's somebody that can fit on our third or fourth line and really contribute that way. You know, he's not a big scoring machine type of guy, not a big point getter, but he could definitely help the Devils out in other ways. Now, here comes the guy that is probably the talk of Devils prospects other than Alexander Holtz. And this is a guy who has been with the Devils for a while and is really kicking butt in the KHL. And that is Igor Sharangovich, you know, the kid from Belarus. And right now he's on loan to Dynamo Mints, and he's the leading scorer on his team with 10 goals through 21 games. He's on pace to have a 25, possibly 30-goal season if he continues to play the way he's been playing. He's top 10 in the KHL in scoring at number six, and he's the youngest player in the top 10 in scoring in the KHL. So this kid, who is only on loan to this team, has been arguably its best player. And you know Dynamo is definitely going to be upset when his loan is up and he has to go back to New Jersey or to Binghamton. But I will say that if Sharon Govich continues to play the way he has been playing in the KHL, he's going to get a massive look in training camp. I think he'll most certainly be invited. I think he's somebody that could very well be borderline with regards to whether he makes the team right away or somebody that they call up early on in the season. We have to remember that the NHL season is probably not going to be 82 games. I think we all know that. It's going to be much more of a sprint and not a marathon. And with the possibility that there could be maybe more injuries uh, just because of, you know, the way we're seeing things like we see in the National Football League, they're going to need more bodies. And Sharon Govich could be one of those guys that they immediately look to to say, he can contribute with us. Let's put him in the lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if Sharon Govich continues to play the way he has been playing and ends up making the Devils roster as maybe the third-line centerman, which is fine. Or if you want to get a little creative and maybe move Jack Hughes to a wing position and move Sharon Govich to the second-line centerman, you could do that as well. I don't think that's necessarily the smartest decision, but then again, I'm not the coach. I don't make those decisions. Nonetheless, Sharon Govich has been tearing it up since he got to the KHL. And if he keeps this up, there's no telling what this kid can do. And the fact that this kid is a fifth or sixth round pick just shows you that the Devils sometimes have been able to get some really talented, you know, contributing players in the later rounds. Look at Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt was a sixth, seventh round pick, and he's now the second or, or possibly top left winger on this team. And he contributes very much so when he's given the opportunity. So again, another player that, I think could really contribute. He's going to be high on my list once training camp starts, especially if he's on that. He's going to be somebody I want to keep my eye on throughout the rest of the season in the KHL. And then if he goes to the AHL or plays with the Devils this season, going to be somebody I want to keep my eye on because he, he's playing this well. The Devils would be stupid not to give him an opportunity to play in the National Hockey League this year. Now, there's a few, there's two guys right away that, you know, are not making a whole lot of noise, but they're definitely some prospects you want to remember their names. One of them is defenseman Daniel Misiul, who plays for a locomotive Yaroslavl system. He's played in 17 KHL games, two assists, six penalty minutes. Another solid defenseman that, you know, we'll definitely keep our eye on to see if he can continue to progress. Another guy is another defenseman, Igor Zaitsev, two assists in 20 games for Dynamo Moskova. So, again, another young defenseman that, you know, it might be one of those guys that just takes a little bit longer to develop. And, again, not every single play prospect I'm mentioning right now is fully signed with the Devils. So there's also the possibility that they may not be in the Devils organization much longer. You know, Mitchell Holscher 
was drafted by the Devils, but he didn't end up signing with the Devils. I don't know what his situation is at this moment, but nonetheless, he's not on the Devils anymore, at least not to my, my knowledge. But these can be guys that, you know, down the road, maybe, just maybe, they could make that next step, that next leap, you know, to the AHL and develop there and maybe given an opportunity down the road. It all just depends on how they continue to progress. Now, there's one more guy in Russia that I want to talk about. Another player that I think is is worth noting and somebody that is going to be noticeable, you know, if he does make the Russian national team for the World Junior Championships is left winger Arseny Gritsyuk, who, like I just mentioned, he was also invited to the Russian camp for the World Junior Championships. So there's the possibility that two Devils players could be on that Russian team and develop some chemistry, hopefully somewhat of a friendship and an understanding of, you know, where they are trying to both get to the National Hockey League. And what's interesting about Gritsyuk is that he doesn't put up a lot of numbers, but he does so many other things that are so valuable to a team that he's actually played in three different leagues just this season. He's played in the VHL, which is considered to be the junior league in Russia, the MHL, which is the minor league or the AHL affiliate of the Russian Hockey League, and then you have, of course, the KHL. Now, the KHL team he plays for is Avangard Omsk, and through six games, he has zero points. But I have heard that he contributes in other ways. Good job on the penalty kill. Good job of, you know, making good breakout passes. You know, another guy that can just distribute the puck very well and set things up. And he's also played for Omsky Yastrabi in the MHL, and through six games, he had four goals and five assists. So in the MHL, he's doing very well. This seems like a kid that maybe is playing below the level that he should be playing at. I think right now he clearly is showing that he can be a KHL player. And if he can continue to, you know, show good stuff in the MHL and also hopefully in the KHL, you know, this is somebody that you're going to want to keep your eye on if you're the Russian team and also if you're the Devils as well. So again, this is another player that I think has high hopes, is very, very valuable to many different teams. And that's something that the Devils should take notice of as they continue to develop these young players. So now we'll shift over to the country of Sweden. We have four prospects that we're going to be talking about. And of course, the first one is without a doubt, Alexander Holtz, the right winger that the Devils drafted with the seventh overall pick coming out of Jurgarden IF in the Swedish Hockey League or SHL for short, if you want to look that up. Now going into the draft, and we discussed this several times here on this podcast, and I discussed it with Devils fans throughout, Alexander Holtz was considered to have the best shot in this draft. And I think that's what really excited the Devils. I think when they looked at the projections and looked at where this kid was going to end up being, they knew that he was arguably going to be the best player on the board once they got to number seven. And I know that they're ecstatic to have drafted him. And I know Alexander Holtz is excited to be a New Jersey Devil. Now, the thing with Holtz is a question of, is he going to be given an opportunity to come to training camp? And even if he doesn't make the team, just try to get acquainted with everything. Because remember, the NHL is not going to have development camp where a lot of these young prospects can come and play together and, you know, showcase what they can do. So it might be a little bit more interesting to see what prospects do get an opportunity to be invited to training camp and be given a chance to compete. Remember, Ty Smith, if you remember a couple of years ago, you know, the year he was drafted, he was invited to training camp and was the last player cut before the season began. And they were already in Switzerland, getting ready to play their first game of the season overseas. So Holtz could very well be that same type of player where he could be the last player, you know, cut 
just because, you know, he's a young kid and he needs more time, but he shows a lot of great promise. And just like with Mohamed Doulin, Alexander Holtz, ever since he got drafted, has elevated his game to another level. Through eight games, he has four goals and two assists. And talking about him from an international standpoint, this is where Devils fans are going to get really excited. He currently is on Sweden's World Junior Championship team playing on the first line and is also on the first power play. What does that tell you? That clearly tells you that Alexander Holtz is considered to be one of the best players on this team and a guy that the Swedish national team is going to be relying on right from the get-go. Now, he also is going to be playing on the other side with Lucas Raymond, who was drafted by the Detroit Red Wings. So, this is, you know, they have some chemistry, and this is going to be something that I think, you know, we're going to want to watch to see how those two players, you know, interact with each other, how Holtz can do on an international stage. And I think this will give the Devils an even better evaluation because, again, there's a possibility that training camp could either start just after or just before the start of the World Junior Championships. And the Devils might be hesitant to bring Holtz to training camp because they want to see him play the international stage. Now, he could play three or four games, and then the Devils are like, well, we want to bring him into training camp. Or they can wait till after training camp, and they can wait till after the World Junior Championships, give him a chance to play in a game or two in the NHL, see how he reacts to it, and then make your evaluation from there. I think that's something to keep our eye on. But he's going to be very high on the list of guys that you want to keep your eye on to see where he goes. He's been doing very well in the, in the SHL, which is the top league in Sweden, and he's considered to be one of the top players on the Swedish national team going into the World Junior Championship. So Alexander Holtz is a very, very exciting player with a tremendous shot, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do moving forward, especially when we get to late December. Now, another kid who is still considered to be a pretty young prospect who had a lot of experience last year playing in the NHL is forward Jesper Boquist. Again, I still think he has a lot of potential, and I still think he's very high on the Devils' list. You know, it just you look at the fact that, you know, Boquist played for two different coaches in one year, and it was just such a crazy year. It's harder to evaluate. But every time that Boquist went back down to a, to Binghamton to play with the Binghamton Devils, he just picked up right where he left off and was scoring a bunch and really doing well. And in the NHL, it took him a little bit longer to adjust to the game. But I think now that, you know, he's had that year under his belt, I think he's going to have a lot more confidence and he's going to move forward from there. And he's actually shown that, you know, on the score sheet. Right now, he's on loan with Timra IK in the Hockey Allsvenskan League, which is, I, can, I think that's considered to be the second tier league in, the, in Sweden. I'm not totally sure. And from reports that we're hearing from the team itself is that he is talking about Boquist. He has been a massive boost to the team's power play. He does a really good job of setting guys up. I saw him make one or two passes on the power play where he got an assist off of just making a tremendous, you know, 100% hockey IQ pass. And so far through nine games, Boquist has a goal and six assists. That's pretty good. He's almost averaging a point a game. And I think that's something that, that is really key because Devils organization wants to see him take that next step in his development because he might be one of those guys that more likely than not is going to end up making this team because of the experience that he has, because of the fact that he's elevated his game a little bit. That's something that's really important. 
So it's exciting to see Jesper Boquist, you know, contributing to a team and being somebody that's considered to be like a missing link to why the team is having success, you know, now on their power play. That gets me excited, no doubt. So I'm interested to see how he continues to play there and see, you know, if the Devils do give him an opportunity when training camp comes around. Now, another, another guy that maybe not a lot of people know about but is a Devils prospect is for Nikola Pasik, who plays for Linköping HC in the SHL, again, the top-tier league in Sweden. He has a goal in eight games. And fun fact, on November 12th, which is about, you know, I guess, you know, three days away, if you're listening to this on Monday, about three days away, he's actually going to be playing against Alexander Holtz in a game. So two guys who are part of the same organization, the NHL, are going to be playing against each other. I don't know if they actually know that or know each other that well, but I thought that would be something just to mention. But, you know, Nikola Pasic, big body guy, somebody that could be somewhat of a grinder, a guy that could do well on the penalty kill, you know, and everything like that. So I think that's more of the role that he's going to be considered to be in down the road if he does indeed play for the Devils in the future. Now, the last guy I want to talk about from the, the Sweden you know, standpoint is a guy that I thought did a really good job in last year's development camp and also that prospect tournament that the Devils played in and really made a name for himself, and that is right winger Fabian Zetterlin, who right now plays for IIK, AIK, excuse me, and also the Hockey Allsvenskan League. And so far through four games, he has a goal and two assists doing a pretty good job as the season just got underway there. And Fabian Zetterlin is a guy that reminds me a lot of Blake Coleman. He has a lot of speed. He has a really wicked wrist shot. He's a guy that if, you know, he has to get into a foot race with defenders, he's going to beat them out nine times out of 10. And he does really well in the shootout. And I saw that in that prospect camp. Now, obviously that's not telling you a whole lot, but nonetheless, it's still something to keep our eye on. And if he continues to play this way, you know, I'm sure the Devils are going to be interested to see what he can do down the road. Um, so that's another player to keep your eye on. Again, the name is Fabian Zetter. So now we'll, we'll come back to North America and we'll go to Canada. And really, there's only one prospect, and that is the Devils pick at number 18. And that is right winger Dawson Mercer. And again, a lot of Devils fans and also hockey personnel were really surprised that Dawson Mercer was there at 18. I think a lot of people thought he was a top 15 pick. And then once you got past 16, you kind of said to yourself, wow. There's a chance that Dawson Mercer is there. And sure enough, he was there at number 18, and the Devils selected him. And the league was on pause for a while. He plays for the Chicoutimi Saganines in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, or the QMJHL for short. And they were on pause until November 3rd. So just a few days ago, or about a week ago, you know, Dawson Mercer was able to get back on the ice and play. But before the pause... He was the second leading scorer on the team with four goals and two assists. Now, he did add another assist on November 3rd when the team came back. So now his total, as of right now, to my knowledge, is four goals and three assists. So Dawson Mercer is doing very well. I know from listening to some of the interviews, he's just super ecstatic to play for the Devils. He knows that it's a team that can, that's going to give him a really good opportunity to compete and be somebody that down the road could help contribute because, again, we don't know two or three years down the road what the top six is going to look like. And considering the right wing situation, you know, it could be something to keep our eye on. I think Dawson Mercer is going to be very high on the Devils list for years to come, just like with Alexander Holtz and also Muhammad Dulin, because I think Fitzgerald wants to see these three guys in particular be part of the Devils' success going down the road in the next two or three years. 
And Dawson Mercer, obviously, is going to be one of those three guys. So, you know, Dawson Mercer is, again, just like Muhammad Dulin, just like Alexander Holtz, has elevated his game ever since he got drafted. Because I think it's more of a psyche thing where, like, now you're excited that a team wanted you, and now they're saying, go out and prove to us why we drafted you. And they have extra motivation, and they want to go out there and not only do well, but dominate. And I think all three of these guys, in one way or another, have dominated their position for their team. And they're very valuable to not only their team, but also the country. You know, Mohamed Dulin for Russia, Holtz for Sweden, and talking about Dawson Mercer for Team Canada. Now, some people might ask, well, Neil, what happens to Nico Dawes or Ty Smith or Kevin Ball? I think the issue with those three guys as to why they're not on the list is mainly because of the fact that they are you know, a little bit on the older side and they're not eligible to play in the World Junior Championships. I know Ty Smith, Nico Dawes, and Kevin Ball all played last year for Team Canada, but I think now they've kind of reached that peak. I also know Graham Clark, I believe, as well, made the, made the Team Canada camp, so that's another player to keep on. I'm very excited about Graham Clark because I'm telling you guys right now, Graham Clark, I almost guarantee you in two years will be on the New Jersey Devils and he will be a major contributor with his offensive skills. This kid has the makings to be a 30 to 40 goal scorer. I, I really do believe that. I really think he could be our Patrick Line. I, I, you know, I'm, if you want to throw out a comparison, that's my opinion. Um, you guys can argue that, but I, I really think that Graham Clark has that much potential, in my opinion, from what I've seen. But again, talking about Dawson Mercer, this is a kid that is big body, well over 200 pounds. This guy almost seems like he's already built to play the NHL game. You know, sometimes when you're a young prospect, you're a little bit on the skinnier side, and it's tough to get accustomed to right away the physicality of the NHL. But Dawson Mercer could be one of those kids that body type-wise, he's already prepared for those hits, and it's not going to bother him at all. So that's something to really keep your eye on as well. And obviously, this gives you know a lot of Devils fans a reason to watch Team Canada because they want to see Dawson Mercer. I think as last time I checked, he's projected to be either on the second or third line. So he's not going to get big minutes, but he's going to get a good amount of minutes where I think he could still contribute. And he's done well in the past for Team Canada in other instances. So that's something also that's very, very important. Now let's shift over to the country of Finland. Now we have a couple players that are actually on loan that we're going to talk about first. The first one is a forward that the Devils acquired via a trade this past deadline with the Carolina Hurricanes, and that is forward Yanni Kuokkanen, who actually got a couple of games in the NHL before the season was put on pause. He also played for the Binghamton Devils. And here was the thing. When Yanni Kuokkanen was traded to the Devils, he was considered the, the top prospect at the time for Carolina. And I know that the Hurricanes were not wild about giving him up, but he kind of had no choice at that moment because they wanted Sammy Votnin very badly. And so they had to make that deal work. He was the top player for the Charlotte Checkers, uh, talking about Yanni Kuokkanen. When he went to the Devils, he picked up right where he left off and was arguably right away the best player on the team and a big reason that the team went on that long winning streak in the second half of the season. And Yanni Kuokkanen had some games, like I mentioned, in the NHL and contributed a little bit. And I think this kid is very special. I really do. I think this kid has the makings to be a top six forward down the road for this team. Right now, Kuokkanen has been returned on loan to his Liga team in Karpat and has a goal and two assists in 11 games. Now, I was talking to Jersey Joe a couple days ago, who's a big fan of the, of the podcast, also the host of the Heads Up Hockey podcast. You guys should go check that out as well. And we were talking about Karpat 
Karpat is very well known for developing its players and, you know, forming them into really, really talented prospects. And that's something that really excites me because if that means Yanni Kwokin can elevate his game and take that into the NHL where he already has some experience, that's going to give him an advantage. And again, let's just remember, any of the players that I'm mentioning that get an opportunity to come to training camp and play, they're going to have an advantage right away because they've already been playing. The main guys like Nico, Jesper Bratt, Kyle Palmieri, Mackenzie Blackwood, they haven't been on the ice in a long time. And they're, they're itching to get back. And they, they might be, you know, not fully 100% right away, but that's to be expected. But these younger players who get an opportunity, they're going to have a, a little bit more pep in their step right away because of the fact that they've already been playing for a while. So Yanni Kwokinen has done, you know, pretty decently so far. Uh, obviously, you'd like to see him get a couple more points, but, you know, sometimes it's not always about getting the points. It's also about what you do in other aspects of the game. You know, body checking, you know, blocking shots, you know, setting up people on the power play, penalty kill, all things like that. You know, having a good 200-foot game. It's, it's all things like that that could also contribute to a team's success. You know, I guess it's more of a, if you want to call it, not really analytical, you know, look at it, but more of just a overall thing other than just a simplified look at points and goals and all that, you know, happy horse manure, as, as I like to call it. But nonetheless, Yanni Kulkinen has done pretty well, and uh, we'll see how he continues to go. Again, he's on loan, so he'll eventually come back to Jersey or end up going to Binghamton, depending on what the Devils want to do. Now, another guy that has been a pleasant surprise is forward Nick Merkley, who just before he went overseas, signed a one-year two-way contract with the Devils back on October 21st. He was one of the players that was acquired in the Taylor Hall trade. And we knew that that first-round pick and Kevin Ball were going to be the big things. But Nick Merkley, who played a little bit in New Jersey and also in Binghamton, he showed flashes of being a guy that could be a really gritty player, a guy that could get us some big-time goals. Reminds me a lot of Steven Gianta in a way. You know, he's a little bit bigger, obviously, but a grinded-out type of player who can get in front of the net, you know, toss it up every now and then, get into a couple fights, you know, do what he has to do. And ever since you know, Nick Murley went overseas, and right now he's on loan to Asat in the Finnish league, which I think is the highest tier league in Finland. He has four goals and five assists in 12 games. He has been super productive, and I remember hearing from the head coach of Asat saying that he has been the, the biggest blessing for this team this season, that he came over here and has done super well since the season started and since he got over there, and I think that that's really, really cool. This past week, I saw a video where they were on the power play and, you know, Merkley standing on the other side wide open, you know, kind of where Gusev usually is, gets that great pass, takes a one-time slap shot at scores. And I said, this is the same Nick Merkley that we saw like six months ago. And that was the thing that says, wow. And if this kid is going to be a major contributor for the Devils down the road, the Devils got a bonus in that trade for Taylor Hall because we know about Kevin Ball. We know, you know, obviously what we did with that first round pick, but Nick getting Nick Merkley as well. That's going to just be another bonus to that trade that just shows how good of a trade that actually was that Ray Shiro made. And I got to give him a lot of credit, you know, where credit is due for, for making that deal. Because Nick Merkley has done very well, and I think he'll get a very big look in training camp this year. Now, I kind of screwed up this name before, and I'm going to try my very best to say this correctly. And this is, and I'm going to talk about, this is one more player that we're going to talk about here uh, in the finish side. And that is left winger Itu Pakila. And it's spelled, his first name is spelled E-E-T-U. And his last name is spelled P-A-K-K-I-L-A. 
and he's a left winger. He plays for Ilves in Liga, which is the top league in, in Finland, and he has two goals and two assists through eight games. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his name. Maybe the fact that he's Finnish and I have an infatuation with Finnish players. I actually think that this kid is going to be an NHL player in the next two years. I really do. I don't really know what it is. Um, but I think this kid is actually going to be a contributor down the road, a guy that could be on our third line that could produce 10, 11 goals a season and really just come through in those timely situations when you don't expect him to come through. He's going to be the guy that comes through and makes the play. And he's a, a scrappy player. He has a lot of speed, a really good 200-foot game. This is a guy that I'm really, really intrigued to see, and he's doing, so, he's doing well so far, you know, four – you know, he's gotten four points in eight games. That's pretty consistent. And if he keeps that up, you know, the sky's the limit for this young kid. But that's just another prospect to keep your eye on down the road. Don't be surprised if in a year or two, he's given a, a bigger opportunity to try to, you know, make the NHL team. Now we have three more prospects to get over, and all three of them are in three different countries. So this is going to be fun. The first one, let's go to Switzerland, and we'll talk about the 161st pick in the 2020 draft by the Devils, and that's centerman Ben Bumgarner, who right now plays for Davos and through five games has two goals and has two goals in those five games. So, you know, Ben Bumgarner, he might be a guy that could be used in a trade or something like that. I don't really know exactly what the Devils want to see in him or what their expectations are for him, but definitely just another guy I thought I'd mention to keep up with and to look for, you know, just because he seems to be contributing pretty well so far in Switzerland. And obviously, you have some other guys, I'm sure guys like, um, you know, Nico Hishier and Gilgis Sen that might have a chance to actually see this kid play a little bit and give more of an evaluation if they possibly can. Now, let's go to the Czech Republic, and we're going to talk about the 99th overall pick in this year's draft by the Devils, and that is center, centerman Yarmir Pitlick. Now, this guy is intriguing for a multitude of reasons. Number one, he plays for the Czech U20 team, so there's a really good possibility He's going to be playing in the World Junior Championships this year, so another Devils prospect we'll get a chance to see. And so far, playing for the Czech U20 team, because I think they've played a bunch of international you know, warm-up games, he has two goals and four assists in six games, and he's the team's point leader. So he's already a major contributor on that team. Another thing to remember is that one of the assistant coaches is New Jersey Devils legend Patrick Eliash. So now the Devils have an insight on this kid, and they can ask Eliash, what do they think of him? how he's progressing, and I think so far this kid has been a pleasant surprise and somebody that says, wow, he's the top point getter on this team. This is somebody we really have to keep our eye on and say, hmm, he might, he might be an NHL player in the next year or two if he keeps up this production. So that's something to be very excited about and another player that we'll have a chance to take a look at once the World Junior Championships start. So now we're down to the last player that we're going to talk about today, and that is a kid in Slovakia right now, and that is right winger Marian Studenich, who played with Binghamton last year, has some experience being in the Devils organization, 21, 22 years of age. This is a guy that I think most likely, you know, he really has to, you know, take that next step with regards to making the NHL team or at least getting on the top lines in the AHL, you know, before the Devils decide to maybe move on from him. But I would say so far, he's done pretty well to start this season. He right now is on loan with Slovan Bratislava in Slovakia's highest league. He plays on the team's second line and has three goals and one assist through five games. Again, here's the thing, Devils fans, and I think some, some fans are still confused about what exactly does it mean to be on loan. Unless you're a soccer fan, 
you know, this may not make a whole lot of sense, but let me explain. The players that I mentioned that are on loan, they are still under contract with the Devils. Almost everybody that I mentioned is on contract, but these guys are on contract, and the Devils are allowed to bring them back whenever they so choose to. All these players have a one-season loan to their team. And if they're put on loan, that most likely means that they're considered to be highly valuable to the organization, and they want to see these kids stay in shape, get ready for the season, so that they're given an opportunity at training camp. I'm telling you this right now. The Devils are going to have a ton of young prospects in this training camp this year because this is going to be a young team, and the Devils want to see what they have. And I think they want to give opportunities to some of these young players, Ty Smith, Kevin Ball, you know, Holtz, Mercer, you know, Studenich, Sharon Govich, you know, Pakilia. I mean, these are guys that most likely are going to be given an opportunity down the road, probably within the next couple of months when training camp starts and things like that go, once the AHL season begins too. Because some of these players might be still on loan after the NHL season begins, but once the AHL season gets underway, then those players might be recalled from their loans to go play there. And I think that's what a lot of these players understand. So these players are still devil's players. They haven't left the organization. They're just being put on loan to these teams overseas to be given ice time, to be given playing time, and to be given a chance to be even more evaluated by the organization. And you know Tom Fitzgerald and the coaching staff and the scouting staff are watching these games as much as they can, evaluating these players every single day to give projections as to where they think these players can be in their organization, you know, in the now and also in the future. So, you know, Studenich is another player that we'll definitely have to keep our eye on and see what happens once the Devils decide to bring him back. Do they give him an opportunity in New Jersey or they give him some more grooming down in Binghamton? And that's pretty much, you know, my wrap up for this entire prospect evaluation, prospect update, as I called it. So let me know what you guys think. Um, you know, you know, message me on Twitter at Devil State or on Instagram at Devil State of Mind. Your thoughts as to some of these prospects. Which guys are you interested in? I know I ran a poll that just ended, you know, today. I'm recording this on Saturday, November 7th. And the poll ended with about 58 votes. So thank you guys very much. I asked you guys what prospect are you guys most excited to see. A lot of you said Alexander Holtz. Not a surprise. Um, but nonetheless, again, you know, you know, Alexander Holtz and other guys like that, It'll be intriguing to see what decisions the Devils make and who will get a chance to try to compete for the Devils this season and what the Devils will do with some of these guys moving forward. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Neil Villapiano. Thank you so much for checking out this week's edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast. If you want to continue to listen to these episodes, here's what you do. You go on your computer and you type in Hockey Podcast Network and you can check out the website Hockey Podcast Network org where you can see all the logos for all the podcasts that we do and you'll see the devil's logo and you can click on that you could also just check out all the other hockey podcasts that we have on this great network where we cover every single team in the nhl and we have a bunch of other hockey podcasts along with those so make sure you go check all of those out we post new episodes every single monday and we also post them wherever you listen to podcasts so whether that's google podcasts soundcloud itunes Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Hockey Podcast Network or Devil State of Mind and you will find it. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Devil State, on Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and also on Facebook at Devil State of Mind. On all of those, I will post when the new episodes are up 
as well as just interactions with you guys, the fans, as we talk about our team, the New Jersey Devils. And also in the bio of all of those social medias, we have a link to the Devil's State of Mind website where there you can just check out all the episodes and go directly to where we have them. You can bookmark it so you can just keep it and make it very easy for you. So please go check those out as well. Again, new episodes of the podcast every single Monday. If you want to listen to me just talk about more things that are going on in sports, not just in hockey, you can follow me on the Mofobo Network podcast, which is available on Anchor and Spotify, where every week we post new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays talking about the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. I also have a YouTube channel called Mofobo Network Presents. New videos come out every single Wednesday where just like on the podcast, we get a topic that we discuss that's going on right now in the wide world of sports. So go check me out on all those. Again, it's spelled M-O-F-O-B-O Network Podcast on Anchor and Spotify and M-O-F-O-B-O Network Presents on YouTube where there you can just continue to listen to me talk about things that are going on in this great world that is the world of sports. You can follow me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and my personal Instagram at NVPQB11. And last but certainly not least, go check out my book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble right now called J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 which is about the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone who's one of those, or if you just want to support me, just go check that book out. It, it chronicles all the painful memories, painful games, painful player decisions, and everything else that involves around the New York football Jets. So please go check it out. It's available for hardcover and ebook for the price of $19.69. And if you're a Jets fan or a football fan, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So thank you guys once again for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. My name is Neil Bell Piano, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the awesome, amazing people that you are out there. Make sure that you're always helping out others. And one last thing, rock on. Woo!